0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of 100% Real with Seth. This is your girl, Stephanie, and thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, I hope you're doing amazing, and it is finally here. It is finally here, y'all. In this episode, I will be ranking my f- top favorite TV shows of 2022, and i'm super excited about this episode because i've been wanting to record this episode for quite a while and so now i'm here recording it and i'm excited because i will be ranking my top favorite tv shows and you're going to have to find out who's going to take number 1 take the number 1 spot and um I will mention and I will say that I have seen some good television shows this year, but only a few certain shows have been my favorite and will make it on this list. And now if you're wondering if House of the Dragon or Dahmer is going to be on this list, sadly, it is not going to be on here. Why? Because I haven't seen those shows. Um, So if you're really looking forward to like House of the Dragon or like Dahmer to be on this list, I highly recommend that you press that pause button and come back to a future episode. It may be on the list next year. Who knows? But yeah, just want to let you guys know. Um, and also some of these shows that I am going to be ranking on, on the list. Um, if you have not seen any of these TV shows, I highly recommend that you press that pause button as well and come back to this episode and listen to it again. Um, but you know, I really wanted to put House of the Dragon and Dahmer (laughs) on this list, but like I said, I haven't seen those TV shows. And I've never seen Game of Thrones. Why? Because I don't do well with TVs, TV shows. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll be on the ne- list next year. We'll see. Um, but yeah, some of these shows that... Well, I think like a couple. Or maybe just one show on this list. Um, so here's the thing, when it comes to putting my favorite TV shows of the year, some of these shows came out this year and some of these shows came out a few years ago or years ago. Um, and I don't watch it until like years later. So why? Um, because I'm weird like that. So yeah. Anyways, stay tuned and find out which show is going to take the top stop. Hello and welcome back to 100% Real with Steph. So my favorite TV shows of 2022. So starting off on the list um, is a show called Succession. So this show, I've heard about it this past summer and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And um, I've heard like really good things about it. And so I actually ended up watching the show very recently. And the show is pretty much about the Roy family and they are based out of New York City, and they have this company, a uh, successful media company, and Logan Roy is the pretty much the patriarch and the CEO of the company. Um, but um, his health starts to decline, and so um, pretty much his family is pretty much fighting for control to take over the company. And so this show is a, um, it's a black comedy. Um, and I think what I really like about this show is just like the comedic, uh, performances, um, played by, um, Karen Colkin and Nicholas Braun. So Karen Colkin plays Roman Roy and Nicholas Braun plays cousin Greg. Um, so, I think pretty much like Karen Culkin's performance in this show is outstanding. And he's probably like one, him, Roman and cousin Greg are like two of my favorite characters in the show. And it's like why I keep watching Succession. But um, I think the show as well has really, uh, it's really, it it builds up the intensity like over time like in the beginning for me, like this, the show started off slow, but as I like get into each episode, like the tension like builds up and, um, and I think if you're like really into like family dramas, um, I highly recommend this show. Um, I think this show really just for me, I think the, the message behind the show is that I think no family is perfect even the like most successful like wealthy families <laughs> in America. I think every family has its own issues and um so yeah, I think the show is really great. I'm I'm in the process of finishing season 1. Um but I think there's like three seasons so far and I think season 4 is going to be <clears throat> played or going to premiere in um, April of 2023, so I have a few more seasons to catch up on, but um, yeah, I think this show came out in like 2018 or something like that, but anyways, I didn't like start watching this show until very recently, so it's definitely become one of my favorites, Um, so you can catch this show on HBO, Um, so yeah, that is the show to start off on the list okay so next on the list is the rings of power so if you guys are a lord of the rings fan um this show is it this show i was looking forward to watching the show uh for a while and so growing up <laughs> i was a huge lord of the rings fan so um, it was nice to to get back into the Middle-earth and Hobbits and Elves. And it's nice to see some familiar faces. So we do see a young Galadriel and Elrond. And we are introduced to new characters as well. So we're introduced to new Hobbits and, um, and Dwarves and Elves. And I do want to, you know, just keep in mind that The Rings of Power is set thousands of years before The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings movies, so with The Rings of Power, it pretty much gives, like, this origin, kind of like a backstory, um, of, like, life before Lord of the Rings, you know, before those movies, but also, like, the, the origin story of, like, Siron and, the creation of Mordor and all of that. So I think what I liked about watching this show was that it just really brought it back to when I was a kid, you know, watching the Lord of the Rings movies and how much I love those movies and how, believe it or not, I actually like read the books um, before watching the movies in theaters. And I don't know, it's just something that it really just, brought back to my childhood and how much I loved it and I think what I really love about this show is that the diversity in casting um so it's something that I didn't see much in the original like Lord of the Rings movies that came out like 20 years ago but it's really nice to see like diverse casting um in the show and I know there were like, some controversy, um, a while back of how, like, some people were like, oh no, like, Lord of the Rings, it has to be, like, all white people, you know, but I really like how the diversity is being shown, and I really like how the original cast of the Lord of the Rings, like, really stood up for, like, you know, like, Middle Earth is for everyone, so it doesn't matter what your, um your color, your skin tone is or what race you are and it's something that I wish I would have seen more uh, in the original movies growing up um, being Hispanic and you know I wish you know I'm gonna sound so freaking nerdy for saying this but Lord of the Rings was one of the reasons why I wanted to get into acting and why I wanted to become an actress I wanted to be a part of those movies like so freaking bad like you you don't know it's it's freaking crazy like i i was ready to like become an actress i was ready to like fly out to new zealand and like beg peter jackson for me like to be in those movies yeah that's how much i loved lord of the rings but anyways i digress and i'm sorry (laughs) i went off topic but yeah it was it was a nice um you know, a way to, to have a prequel of like the original, you know, Lord of the Rings movies. Um, So yeah, if you're like a really huge fan of, of those movies, I highly recommend checking out the Rings of Power. Alrighty. So next on the list is Wednesday. So this show, I actually, I really loved watching Wednesday. And, you know, I think this show has been on my watch list for some time. And to be honest, I think when this show was about to come out, I was a little like unsure about watching it, but I love it. I think it's amazing. And if you're like into the Adams Family, um, this show is a really ni- nice nod um, to the original um adams family like the films that came out in the 90s and um jenny ortega she plays the amazing wednesday adams and jenny ortega does a phenomenal job as wednesday like she was born to play wednesday like jenny has wednesday down to a t and honestly like i couldn't have imagined, like, who else would have played Wednesday, so, like I said, Jenny is, was born to play Wednesday, and, you know, I think we have, um, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia, and we also get, like, Christina Ritchie as well, uh, in the show, which is really nice, so Christina, she plays a teacher, but it, it's really nice to have, like, original like, an original cast member from the Wednesday movies in this, and not the Wednesday movies, sorry, the Adams Family movie, uh, onto the Wednesday show, so it's, like, a nice little nod, like, a nice, like, full circle moment, and so this, um, this show, it's, there's, it's horror, obviously, but there's also, like, a mystery to it, um, so it's, like, finding out, like, there's like these murders that are happening and so Wednesday is like kind of like being the detective and like finding out like who's you know what's going on with this you know who's who's the murderer so I like that it's like a nice thriller and of course you have the iconic dance scene um that she did um So that was really cool. And I am just looking forward to season two of Wednesday. I'm excited for that. And, you know, I also want to say I'm just really, um, you know, the fact that Jenny Ortega being Latina and, you know, I just love the representation that that is being shown in Hollywood for us Latinos and I'm just so proud of Jenny and I'm so excited for her and her career. So I think, you know, she's, I think she's nominated for a Golden Globe for, for Wednesday, which is really exciting. And so I hope she gets it. Um, She deserves it. Um, But yeah, so Wednesday, go check it out if you haven't seen it. Okay, so next on the list is... Obi-Wan Kenobi so this show I was surprised how good this show was and to be honest with y'all like I'm not a big Star Wars fan I mean I think I really got into like the Star Wars movies and all of that franchise like when the last like Star Wars movie came out like a few years ago um and so, I remember when I watched the last Star Wars movie. Um, what was it? I think the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I think it was. But anyways, um, before watching that movie, I was like, okay, I have to see all the Star Wars movies um, before I, you know, see the last one. Um, and then I kind of, like, got into it. But yeah, so with Obi-Wan Kenobi, like I said, this one really surprised me how good it was and so with Obi-Wan Kenobi it takes like it takes place like 10 years after um what was it I think Revenge of the Sith and you have Obi-Wan Kenobi he's kind of like he's on his own and he's he's pretty much has like this kind of like a PTSD of, you know, of what he could have done differently with, you know, training Anakin, you know, before Anakin became like Darth Vader. And so he, he reminisces a lot of the past of what's happened. And what's really cool about this show is that we're introduced to a young, you know, Princess Leia, who's like the actress who plays Princess Leia is just perfect. Like, I think honestly, like Carrie Fisher would have loved this, this actress. Uh, So she just nailed it to a T and we're also, we also see a little bit of like uh, a little bit of young uh, Luke Skywalker, but it's pretty much focused on like Princess Leia as when she was a kid. And what's really cool about this is that you see Princess Leia as like, you know, being the badass that she that she's always been, um, and you also see uh, Darth Vader, so who Hayden Christensen, who appeared in you know the first like the prequels, the two, the prequels of the Star Wars movies, um, so he makes a, a return, which is cool. So I think the acting in this was just phenomenal and I mean if you're like a big Star Wars fan like Obi-Wan Kenobi like you are if you haven't seen this show yet you will not be disappointed um but this show I don't know I thought it was like very touching too so it just really you know I think at the end of the show where I think Princess Leia asked Obi-Wan Kenobi what her mother was like and Obi Wan's like you're you're passionate, you're strong, you know, could just naming all these qualities of like Princess Leia's mom was just like a little emotional for me. So um but yeah, I really, really like this show and I just I thought it was just a nice like a tribute, um to like a Princess Leia and also I think we see Obi-Wan Kenobi become the Obi... We see... Yeah, we pretty much see Obi-Wan Kenobi become the Obi-Wan Kenobi that we see later in the original Star Wars movies um, that came out, um, like, in the late 70s. So, um, yeah, it was was just a nice touch. And then also you get, you know, a nice little surprise cameos uh, in the show. Um... But if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to say it, (laughs) so I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but, um, yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi, I highly recommend that you go see that one. All right, guys, so we are almost close to the number one favorite show of 2022, but coming in at number two is Bridgerton season two and Oh my god, this show, this season was so good. I mean, season one, if you thought season one was amazing, season two was off the chart. And I just want to say that my friends and I, we really love this season. And before I get into all the deets of season two, um, so Bridgerton, there was actually in various cities here in the States, they were having a Bridgerton ball. So you get to like dress up and the Bridgerton ball, you know, you get to, there's like the queen or an actress who plays the queen. And then you get to like, see all the costumes that the actors wore in season two um, and season one. And so my friends and I, we went to the Bridgerton ball um, back in May And we went to the one uh, up in LA and it was really cool. It was really fun to dress up. It was like we were going to our second prom and um, I do felt like the event went by really quick though. It was only for like 90 minutes. Um, Other than that, I just wish it was, it lasted a little longer, but it was, it was really fun. It was really cool and unique and you get to see like, everyone um you know dress up you know for the event and then also at the end of the event um the queen chooses like the diamond of the season and so um yeah it was really cool like just to see that and um but yeah that that was an eventful uh experience that my friends and I had this year um for bridgerton but anyways going back to the show, um, so yes, Bridgerton season two. So we have Anthony Bridgerton, who is one of the brothers, um, part of the Bridgerton family, and he's pretty much next in line to look for a suitor or for a love interest. And, um, we are introduced to new characters. So we have Kate Sharma and Edwina Sharma. They're both sisters. And so Kate is the oldest, Edwina's the youngest. And pretty much Kate is like this, the oldest, you know, uh, responsible, their sister. And she's looking out for Edwina and Edwina, she's young and naive. Um, and so pretty much to make it a long story short, Edwina is Anthony's love interest or like yeah, kind of, yeah, they're love interests, but Anthony has, Anthony and Kate like each other, but it wasn't, they didn't like each other at the beginning, they were pretty much like enemies to lovers in the beginning, or at first, and um, so yeah, I will say the chemistry between Anthony and Kate was sensational, it was It was the best, and then I just felt like the chemistry between them was, like, so on point that, I kid you not, you guys, I was, like, at the edge of my seat that these two, Edwina, not Edwina, Kate and um, Anthony would be in a scene together, and I was, like, this whole, you know, when I would watch a show, I'm, like, okay, this is it, this is where they're gonna make out, this is where they're gonna hook up. And no, it didn't happen right away. They didn't end up like hooking up until the end of the season. But it was, oh my gosh, like the tension between them. I was just like, all right, this is it. This is it. They're going to make out. But no. Nope. And like I said, it kept me at the edge of my seat and I think it was just so different from season one. You just let that those feelings or that that tension like just build up throughout the show, which is which is really nice and different uh, from the first season. And I I think I'm just really excited for like season three. Um, and also, I mean, you have Eloise who is. Her family is like pushing her, you know, to find love. And she does. uh, She does find someone. However, it's not of her class or rank or status. Um, And she finds out who Lady Featherton is. So if you guys seen season one, at the end of the first season, we find out who Lady Featherton is. And so she finds out who that is. And it really also, I do want to say that we do explore or kind of see like the friendship dynamic between Eloise and Penelope, you know, like these girls are besties. And so in this, in this season, we do see how that friendship dynamic changes throughout the season and spoiler alert, Eloise finds out the lady fretherton is Penelope her best friend so that really changes the friendship dynamic between them um but you know I think I I'm just excited for for season three um I know season three is gonna focus on Penelope and Colin I know like if you guys know Penelope has a huge crush on Colin and Guys, they are so cute together. I'm just excited where season three is going to go with that. And I'm, I just can't wait for the next season. Um, but yeah, I just can't. Also, I'm excited for Anthony's and Kate's. Um, you know, for them to like how it's going to play out in season three as well, because they eventually do like get married. Um, so I'm just excited to see where that plays. So, I'm excited, you guys. So, Bridgerton, season two. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It's so good. Alright, guys. We are here, and this is it. The number one favorite TV show of 2022 is... And can I get a drumroll, please? It is stranger things season four y'all this season it was so so good and if you're a fan of stranger things this show really i felt like the season really brought it back to season one and i felt like it really brought it back to the hype i mean like stranger things has always been a hype but i just felt like with this season it's it's It was one of the best seasons of the series, and I think it just brought it back to why I love this show. And, um, and you know, with this show, we are introduced to two new characters. We're introduced to Vecna or Henry Creel, played by the wonderful Jamie Campbell Bauer. Um, you have Argyle, played by Eduardo Franco. You have, um, You also have, of course, how can I forget, the lovely Eddie played by the wonderful Joseph Quinn. And I think the show, what made it so unique and so good was the storyline and how it just ties back to to season one in a way. And I'm going to go into that in just a moment. But to break it down, you know, with this whole season. Um, you also have Chrissy. I forgot to mention her as any character. Chrissy, um, but she's only in one episode, um, who is played by Grace Bandeen. I think I said that right. Um, but Chrissy is this cheerleader at school and she pretty much in there's this one particular scene where Eddie and and Chrissy are in a forest there's a picnic table and like Eddie is selling drugs to Chrissy um and because she wants to buy drugs from him and um, I just want to say that chemistry between Eddie and Chrissy was phenomenal and um pretty much Chrissy is murdered by Vecna but how she's murdered is that Vecna pretty much gets into the mind of his victims and he uses his victims like fears and insecurities and the way his victims are killed are is very brutal and gory and scary. Um so Eddie was there when Chrissy was murdered and the whole town thinks that Eddie kills Chrissy, which is not the case. Um, so Eddie's in hiding. And so you have the team, you have Dustin, you have Steve, you have Robin, you have, um, Lucas, you have Max, pretty much all there, um, to help Eddie, you know, escape. Um, pretty much to help him in hiding, you know, from the town. Um, and then you also have the California team. So if you guys seen season three, Will, um, Will, Jonathan, Joyce, um, and you also have 11, they move out to California and, um, Jonathan uh is friends with Argyle played by Eduardo Franco and Argyle is I feel like his character is so underrated. I felt like there was just like mixed reviews on Argyle. Like there are people that loved him and there are some people that didn't like him, but I think he's phenomenal. He really just provided the comedic timing um and he really carried the California team. So I want to give a huge love to Argyle. Um, so pretty much, you know, with this whole season, um, uh, you know, these murders are happening, uh, you know, random people are getting met, murdered and, um, nobody knows who's doing all these murders. And of course the town thinks it's, it's Eddie, but it, it turns out it's actually Vecna. So Vecna is a dungeon and dragons Is based off a Dungeon and Dragons character, Um, and so I do want to add something really quick that Eddie is this heavy metal like leader of the Hellfire Club, Um, and Dustin and Matt are in that club, and pretty much they lead on the Dungeon and Dragons game you know the dungeon and dragons game that the group plays have been playing for the last like few seasons um but anyways um so with this whole like storyline you have like these two teams you know you got your your hawkins team you got your california team and the california team also is trying to um pretty much help 11 get her powers back. Um, so we, if you guys seen season three, she loses her powers. Um, so they're on the quest to do that. Um, so yeah, I think this season was, like I said, it was phenomenal, but I felt like this season was like, scarier compared to other seasons like I mean Stranger Things was always kind of like a little scary but I felt like this season was just like it was a little too scary for me so but um yeah and I think the season two um I think the acting was phenomenal by all the actors and I just want to give a huge shout out to Eduardo Franco Perea Ferguson, um, Caleb McLaughlin, um, they did amazing. Like, they're so underrated. Um, I know all the love's been going to, like, Jamie Campbell Bauer and Joseph Quinn, and, you know, they're both amazing actors, but I just want to give the, you know, Eduardo, Perea, Caleb, just... A lot of love because they like I said they're so underrated and they just did phenomenal this season and um yeah so if you guys know I love Eddie he was my favorite character this season um of course you know what's funny I didn't like Eddie right away I I didn't like his character right away and it took me a while to like his character I think Well, not a while, but I think the scene with Eddie and Chrissy in the forest where like he's going to sell her drugs. I think that scene made me like grow to love his character over time. And um, I think the way people like demonize the whole town, pretty much demonize Eddie for like doing something that he didn't do, but and, you know, people see him as a freak, but he's really a, a sweetheart. And, um, yeah, I think also, too, um, Sadie Sink, who played Max, um, did a phenomenal job uh, this season. And I think this season, too, the way her character, you know, the way it highlights her character, you know, you see her going through this depression And if you guys seen season three, you know, her brother, Billy is, is killed. And so she's going through that depression and recovering from that. And just the, the acting from Max or excuse me, from Sadie was just amazing. And yeah, I think this, I'm excited for season five and, and to see you know, where this goes, and, um, I think the Duffer Brothers started writing, um, season five a couple months ago, and so season five is not going to be released until, like, I think 2024, which I'm, like, bummed because I was hoping it would be (laughs) released next year, and I think season five is going to be, like, the last season, and so we're going to see, like, how, this story is going to to end and um and you know and also what's really cool about this season is that you really see the kids from Hawkins like grow up into these teenager to be into teenagers and um I think also you know with season five, you know, coming up, you know we and There's a lot of theories out there going around, like, if Vecna, is he still alive? Um, Is he, you know, is Eddie coming back? So if you guys haven't seen this season, or if you guys have, um, you know, Eddie dies. And I feel like the Duffer Brothers always messes with us. Because when each season we are introduced to a new character, that new character, we end up loving them, you know, like Barbara, Bob, Alexi, and they all end up dying. And with Eddie, I had a feeling he was going to go. I had a feeling he was going to die, um, but I wish he didn't die. I wish they would have kept him for season five. But I do want to say something. I do want to point out the chemistry between Eddie and Dustin and Steve was phenomenal. And I felt like Eddie was like, you know, how like Steve in this, you know, in the past seasons, he's always been like the mom of the friend group. That's how I felt like Eddie was kind of like, I felt like he was like the second mom this season. But anyways, do I think Eddie is coming back next season? Well, yes, I think he is going to come back, but not, not back as Eddie. And if you all know what I'm talking about, there's a theory called the cast theory. And if you guys seen this season... You know, Eddie dies. He's in the Upside Down. And the cast theory is, is that Vecna will have Cass pretty much to be his like right-handed man. And so there's a theory that Eddie may come back as a vampire. So we might. So I feel like Eddie's gonna come back as vampire eddie or he's gonna come back in flashbacks or like yeah pretty much like in flashback scenes i don't i don't think he's gonna come back as as normal eddie so and i do want to point out that the duffer brothers did release the first pretty much the the episode title of, of season five, episode one, which is called the crawl. And there is another theory too, that in season four, when we see Eddie playing, you know, the master of puppets there in the master of puppets song, there's a lyric that says like something that's says crawl. And so there's a theory that, that Eddie probably survived and he's crawling out of the upside down. But these are all theories. I do believe Eddie's coming back. um, Just not the Eddie that, that we are hoping to see. He's going to be vampire. But yeah. So is Eddie alive? I think he is for sure. You know, I think just Joseph is just pulling an Andrew Garfield right now. You know, Andrew Garfield, when interviewers kept asking me if he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And guess what? He ended up being in Spider-Man 3. So, I feel like Joe is doing the same thing. But we won't know until we watch season 5. And like two years but yeah so this season y'all this season was amazing and that was my number one favorite show of 2022 and that is it for today so that is my list my favorite shows of this year um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode I hope I didn't create any spoilers for y'all um but yeah if you if you've seen these shows let me know what you guys think about these shows or let me know what your favorite tv show was this past year um feel free to follow me on instagram at 100 real with stuff feel free to let me know what your favorite show was and Also, feel free to let me know how I did with this episode. Um, Feel free to give a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. Just let me know how I'm doing. So I hope I'm doing good. (laughs) But anyways, um, I hope you guys have an amazing and healthy, happy and healthy new year. I wish you guys all all the best in 2023. And I'm excited to keep recording uh, new episodes in 2023. And again, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast and for all of your support and love this year. And I will see you all next year. Have a good one. Bye.